Welcome to episode 29 of the Sign Radio Show. Demos are a dead serious affair, until someone breaks with the convention. We talk about humor and gimmicks in demos, if it grants more freedom or if it limits a creator. Welcome to Zion, the radio show, episode 29. We're Ooh, already wow. nearing the 30th episode. How wild is this? Yeah, we're um, almost adult now, right? Almost adults now. <laughs> and I'm here with Ziphoid. I'm Oki. And um, yeah, unfortunately, Axel is stuck in technology hell. Yeah. So he won't be able to make it. No, we've been bugging you about cables, but he apparently have real cable issues. So, real so that's cable a issues. Difference. He's yeah. stuck in the matrix somewhere. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about something that is uh, an important thing uh, in the demo scene. And it's humor and gimmicks and mm. things that people love and hate. And it's it's a very yeah important and prevalent part of the demo scene since the beginning, and um, but it also like has the, raises the questions like does it help, does it bother uh, uh, your production? Will people groan? Will they cringe? Will they laugh? How hard is it to make people laugh? And we have a very good guest yes. later uh, being interviewed about this, mm. um, a person that has been. Walking a thin line between serious and gimmicky and humor um, and yeah, serious productions and high quality standards. Um, so that's going to be very fun. Um, but let's first chat before we go to that person. And I'm not going to say his name to keep it a secret, even though it's in the description. I'm going to say his name and we're going to cut this out. So yeah, we're going to have JCO, uh, one of the people that has been um, very active and uh, that, that, that thin line, serious high quality and funny and juvenile and because we started as teenagers didn't we Ziffoid? <laughs> yes we did and I mean this is also the case there uh, I'm looking really looking forward to this interview because I, I want to hear his take on a lot of things because um, the juvenile bit I don't know if it's me getting old or a bit too old but uh, some of the stuff is just not for me but some stuff really hits the button so so um, yeah I'm a it's bit also, uh, was, it your, yeah. was it your thing when you were younger because you started like ages ago <laughs> yeah I mean I was, well, 15 when I bumped yeah. into the scene in 86. So that was a, a bit ago, back ago. Um, and it wasn't really in that sense, to be honest. There were more... The, the gimmicky stuff there just, well, it, it happened a bit later, uh, late 80s, early 90s. But then it was, it was a, a lot higher level of um, well a bit of um, throwing stuff at each other not not yeah, in the gimmicky ways like, yeah, yeah more more like that uh, but there were some humorous stuff and uh, i mean even well my group razor uh, have always been a bit uh, part of um, doing these kind of things so razor 1911 for those who don't know about that group if you don't <laughs> then you have been somewhere else um, you're very new to the scene <laughs> new to the scene uh, no but uh, but we for instance did a uh, little tool called Kick Reset, which uh, where our coders, uh, Dr. No and uh, Sector 9, they were discussing all sorts of things like how they were able to break the, the Amiga 500 and make it possible to load any kind of uh, kickstart into it 
just like the Amiga 1000. Blah, blah, blah. So that was a sort of a, a gimmick, kind of fun try of a production, but with a very serious tone anyway. And they kept that uh, level of, yes, this is true. And people started talking about it. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so it's, it's sort of a jokey kind of style. But, but yeah, later on, we've, of course, been... Uh, toying with the uh, uh, vote discs and all that fun as well. So. But it is part of that as well because <laughs> yeah. it is the mucking. It's a serious part of breaking records and then making tools yeah. that don't work or a joke or yeah. what people really want. I remember a Gus emulator for Sound Blaster. It was the Gravis Ultrasound emulator for Sound Blaster <laughs> and it was the 700 kilobyte executable which was used back in the time. Yeah. You ran it and it would like calculate and do things for like 10 minutes and then it just played a sample going, yeah, you, you screwed, it doesn't work. <laughs> and of course it wouldn't work but it was all these things that people kind of wanted and then people taking advantage of that. Yeah. And there's always a tongue-in-cheek. I think it's part of the demo. So there's the ribbing yeah. and like the making yeah. fun of your friends and the making fun of your enemies and your frenemies and especially when you're 15. Mm. And like, oh, Lord Helmet is a dookie face. And there's all these kind of like, <laughs> all the nicknames as well. But I think it's always been like, there is a pe- there's the, the people that take it really seriously. I always was more drawn to like, I would love a funny production. I would love making my friends laugh or like laughing with your friends about something. Yeah. And I think it's always a part of doing a serious production as well. And, and messing with the aesthetics of the rules of the demo scene. Like as mm. you break the rules of the computer, but then you also have like making a production just slowly to win a party was frowned upon. Cause mm. yeah, you didn't really put the effort in. And I think winner demo at Breakpoint 2004 is the prime example of like a group of people knowing exactly what they're doing to win a competition and make a point with a terribly juvenile demo. And I will say like personally, <laughs> when I got older, I find the juvenile stuff less funny because it also has its time when you're young. It's yeah. juvenile humor for a reason, but some of the stuff stays kind of like, if it's well executed, mm. there's parts of the winner demo I like, there's parts of the demo, parts of the winner demo I've grown, I've grown about to go like, this is just terrible. But overall, <laughs> it's a well-made package setting out to win on a drunken crowd voting for a funny demo with a crazy, crazy German rap. And it worked. Yeah. I mean, it got really mad. Yeah, it's, and then it's all good in that sense. By the way, I just realized we, uh, me and Mahoney did a... Uh, a sort of a joke thing as well because we thought oh let's let's trick some people i mean this was still back in the modem trading days so so things didn't spread that quickly of course uh so i was at his summer place this was back in 1990 and we decided let's um let's do a sid version a sid track uh, emulator on the Amiga because this was before 100 most remembered 64 tunes and all the CD emulation stuff. So we, since he knew a lot about the uh, the Commodore 64 as well, he dissected the the track uh, Light Force by Rob Hubbard and uh, we sampled everything and then we actually made a lot of sid like uh stuff in his noise tracker and uh we uh, well the melody and stuff we actually programmed so it was not a full sample so it was actually sort of sequenced and then we released it with a bunch of other uh sid uh, tracks that we said but for everyone yeah every time we wanted to try any of the other tracks then it's just stated you need extra hardware because we were babbling on about yeah we've created this awesome uh hardware tool blah de blah, blah so yeah we were <laughs> and we we actually kept that until um, quite late in, in the game to actually explain that no no this was this was all cheating because people were a bit too lazy to rip 
<laughs> music as well to see how it worked. So, but that is also kind yeah. of impressive that yeah. instead of actually emulating a set, you actually recreate it yes. using like you're not like it's way harder, and they <laughs> yeah, just pretend it, it to be a set, which yep. is that's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, and, and yeah, that's and kind of effort that it also takes. I love yeah. that. Yeah, and, and I mean, it actually took uh, took quite a while to make this track as well, and it is a quite decent <laughs> cover as well. So, yeah, it's it's a very good example yeah. of like doing something for fun, which is then really hard, and mm-hmm. then. And still worth it because and you're still joking and you're still telling people the other story. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of groups. There's a lot of people that actually like the more and also as an outlet. Like I think there's groups that we know of that are from people from serious groups as an outlet to make other stuff. Hmm. Let's not like break all the code of the demo scene and like reveal who who's behind certain groups. But there's definitely yeah. been groups of people. Because uh, there's so many, I mean, Pooh Brain wear their heart on their sleeve and they do kind of a bit of both. But yeah. started as a fun group because that's what they like to do. Hmm. But groups like Strobeholics, I mean, Yuma Lauta is a great example of yeah. basically the entire Finnish demo scene. <laughs> and it's free for all, you can just make whatever you want. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's also it also comes down to the, I mean, the, you have a lot of fun compos at, at various parties as well. Yeah. I mean, you have the Tersax Gabber and Acid compos, for instance. Uh, kindergarten had had the same uh, sort of yeah. Gabber thing, and and I do remember. I mean, there was uh, there was a standing thing uh, for Evoke when it comes to the music compos that people got together and decided on a secret theme. And the then secret had, theme in the music compo. Yeah, and then I you had Gary Gary J. Yeah, Gary J. Hung, for instance. That was yeah. one of the people who could. <laughs> There was this whole, yeah. <laughs> there was this whole, uh, this whole group of like people making like, or the theme is like seventies porn music, yeah. or like <laughs> TV tunes, and people, and that was like, I love when that kind of like, and people also get like kind of angry, like, are you ruining the compo? And mm. I'm like, no, you're enhancing no. it. Exactly. And there is, some people get very stern when you mess with a compo. Yeah. And uh, and I think of course underground conference as the example of where there is a uh, a great line of like we do have a serious compo but we also have so many competitions as an outlet and I think mm. that's great I think you need like to also have a laugh and make something bad or like not even bad but just like weird or sh- or short or quick and it mm. fits nowhere but you can at least show it and yeah and having a fake group for that or like a fake group <laughs> a real group very real group I yeah. think there's loads of groups that also started I mean Far Prow started as a joke group and became mm. kind of serious Kind of serious, yeah. I, I guess you can tell. Kind of, yeah. I, I think they tried. They never really hit that level <laughs> no, of like no. being really, really serious, but <laughs> always. Uh, but and also, of course, uh, as a part of Lim Ninja myself, mm-hmm. for Lim Ninja, it was always the you never know what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. We once cracked a concert at Breakpoint because we started cracking <laughs> demos because people made demos that wouldn't uh. work after a certain date, and then we cracked it and released it with a crack throw, and people got really mad at us. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then we cracked a few other things, including the bass concert at Breakpoint started with a crack throw crack by Lim Ninja. <laughs> I mean, it was always like, what can we do? What's fun to do? And also what's needed? Because especially that, like, I think I talked about it before, but it was a Black Maiden demo made in JavaScript, mm. web demo. And they had a date lock on it. It was released at Tom. And the date lock wouldn't run after the 1st of January. So <laughs> Lim Ninja cracked it, tied it up, released it with a crack throw. Black Maiden wasn't amused. And then the next day they did it again, and we did it again. And I made a chiptune version of Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears <laughs> for the crack show. Of course. That was fun. <laughs> no, and that's good yeah, fun. people did it. That was just, and I don't know if Black Maiden actually, if they ever made uh, finals, but it's <laughs> very demo scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, and I mean, you you need to have that tongue in cheek thing as well, uh, in my opinion. I mean, it it is quite a bit a bit of difference to to have that and and nudge towards other things. And I mean, looking at some some of demos that are. Um, 
touching on other demo stuff and in a tongue-in-cheek way, like blah 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 and let's do this. I, I do like that when you, for instance, said, well, we have a gazillion um, bits or blob, uh, bobs going on screen at the same time and basically it's widescreen and then yeah. n- nudging that towards everything because, yes, you can't see it moving because all the pixels are bobs, in fact. No, but, um, yeah, I mean, th- that that kind of thing I, I really enjoy. I have a bit of a harder thing when, when you're looking at some of the the um, productions like the ones that you're probably going to discuss in the interview by the way because you're you're doing the interview uh some of the um <laughs> jco or the space pigs and all that stuff around there some stuff is just a bit too much out there there is my, that line of when you push yeah. it too far i'll definitely gonna yeah. touch on that with him because That's I, I sometimes find like and it's, i think it's also fine like you can push it too far and then people will tell you like this is tasteless or yeah. this is not my thing and i think that is also the risk yeah if you make something really juvenile and i think people are growing out of certain things and some people mm. really like it still yeah and it, it you can like it but then yeah don't complain when other people tell you they don't like it because yeah. it's that's <laughs> the way it goes and yeah. i have the same i think things i laughed at when i was like younger is not yeah. stuff as i think back about the stuff i made i cringe myself to mm. death there are certain songs i made that i will never ever release and nobody <laughs> will ever hear them that that I yeah when I think about it I'm like oh my god but yeah you were a dumb teenager or a dumb early twenty year old like it's it's also okay to grow but I'm definitely gonna pick that up with the JCL because there is yeah. stuff I'm also like it doesn't work for me mm. and it's sometimes really weird like you're like why I should find this funny but it doesn't click yeah and it's also because it's very personal and and with gimmicks as well like a gimmick can land. But if you have yeah. a demo or something that resists on a gimmick and it misses and it just falls yeah. flat and it's really hard to make a good like parody demo or a good gimmick demo that is full-fledged in everything, mm. where everything works in a way. And I think SpacePix is good at really high quality production and trying to make, yeah, make it land. You have to put a, good, a lot of time into something funny or something gimmicky to work. Yeah, that's Just right. running with it is not enough. You no, I mean, I, and, and that's also one thing uh, when looking at, because I, I would have a hard time to actually produce something more gimmicky or jokey in, in a sense, because uh, I'm too, let me, t- how, how to put it, I'm too insecure of myself to actually put something out there that people might be offended with. It doesn't really matter what it is because I don't want to offend people. But then again, listening back to some of the, well, the shows I've been doing, some of the uh, broadcasting discussions, like, yeah, I think that I would have actually rethought that thing that I've said, as you mentioned as well. I mean, it's it's actually sweet that you say that, and I think it's a really profound point to make. And I think it's also okay to listen back to things and reflect and say, I would do it differently. That's growing. And I think that's okay. You don't have to be super ashamed. Like you can be ashamed of something you did in the past and own up to it. And then it's okay. I think that's part of growth. But it's like being being too scared to put yourself out there. I think it's... uh, and I mean, I, I have a hard time putting myself outside of my comfort zone either way. I mean, just just a little thing of taking over as a host at Evoke, um, I was 
dead afraid of, of that moment and, and to get on stage. So that was why it was so perfect to have you bump into this and and the the, the interplay with, between you before. and Steam. It yeah, was just me, that was perfect. Me calling Steam saying, yeah. oh, please, I'm on my way. Can you delay things <laughs> and then fire me on the spot? Because I'm then the opposite. I don't care if it's about me, really, because yeah. it's easy to be a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I make entries. I want to make people laugh. That's always put something in my entries to kind of give people a ah, like something um, fun. Yeah. And but it's well, it's very profound all of a sudden in an episode about gimmicks. But that's a good point <laughs> you make is that it also kind of holds you back. It's like yeah, I don't way. really dare to do this where I usually mm. start with a gimmick. It's like how can yeah. I write a song around this? <laughs> yeah, and I, <laughs> it's a mindset, and and I yeah. mean that that's also why I just should be doing stuff because I mean it doesn't really matter, and I can do it as a gimmick. Or I mean perhaps I should yeah. participate in a Gabber or Acid combo instead because of the fact that I don't have Most, to try to take stakes. myself seriously. Yeah, and it's yeah. lower stakes. You have to uphold that. Gabber is as Gabber is kind of like yeah. as a musical genre, like the punk in in electronic music, and so yeah. much was jokes and Gabber. Yeah. I know. And but also profoundly stretching all the production capabilities of synthesizers and drum computers. Mm-hmm. Like it was and making the brass of loud music just to let let loose, like let yeah. go. And I think that is it's a very good thing to just have that for your record. You know what? I'm gonna make something for that and it needs to be this and now yeah. I have a framework and I don't have to worry about it too much. Strangely profound. Do it, Ziphoid. Do it. Even for the listeners, even somebody as like skilled as Ziphoid, and everybody still worries. It's very yeah. human. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm uh, instead digging myself into new work, more work on other parts than actually creating something. <laughs> even though I am creating something, but but that's another story. Let's good. not do that in this show anyway. But I think it's a good point. Let's go from this quite serious moment, yep. which I really appreciate you being open about, and it's a good conversation to have as well. So mm. let's talk to somebody about like humor and subversiveness in the demo scene and gimmicks in demos and rigging the system maybe yes let's go to the interview with with, uh, Jessio all right so here we are a special episode we're going to talk about gimmicks irony humor demos how seriously is it in a demo scene and with the only person we can actually properly discuss this with i think it is jco uh, welcome to the show hi there thanks for having me on the show yes yes if we have if you talk about this topic then we have to do it with you because you've been around in the demo scene for how long quick history lesson for our younger mm. viewers uh i've uh, my first demo party was uh, mecca symposium 2000 uh i spent a few nights coming up with a really bad demo nobody remembers i hope um but i felt i had to bring something you know yeah, of course uh, my story is pretty much the the typical how did you join the demo scene story so i was still at school and uh i was a nerd and i liked programming and making music with computers and somehow got to know somebody. Uh, it was uh, Rück of uh, Fabrausch, uh, who was already in the demo scene and I um, got to know him at school. And so he uh, got me hooked and convinced me to um, come to the first to my first party. And uh, yeah, it was really overwhelming back then. <laughs> yes, and, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> or like a thousand people with, with computers uh, doing uh, amazing stuff. And I was blown away by the compost. So uh, I, yeah, uh, I kept doing it, it uh, since, since then. And yeah, uh, so that's my story. Uh, you can fill in the gaps with 
like everything that's stereotypical about how does someone join the demo scene? Good man, good man, Rick, for getting you in. Because um, yeah, so because I remember, I think uh, my first, the first thing I saw from you was Mecca Symposium 2002, and it was the aesthetics of techno wild demo. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was a visual approach to the aesthetics of techno, uh, and the title was so long that it fit in, uh, <laughs> didn't fit on the on the big screen announcement. So they just called it Vataut. Yes. <laughs> like abbreviating it and uh yeah but um yeah that was my my first one of my my first productions that um had some uh acclaim and some yeah, recognition because yeah, i loved it i it was my shtick because it was it was visuals time to music in a very fun way and that is always ticks all the boxes for me and i think that is like yeah so uh you've you've traveled through the demo scene making serious productions in the beginning and then yeah you sort of slowly uh started making I think there's two JCOs. There's the ones, <laughs> a more serious JCO and there's a more fun-driven. Is that a character, the fun-driven JCO? Ah, that's that's a good question. I, I actually invented personas to to dry stuff. Yeah, are we going to also just scene. before we go further? Are we going to blow yeah, away a lot of secrets in this episode <laughs> that people might not know? Are we or are we just keeping it vague? I'm 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 good with both. <laughs> Uh, I don't know yet. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah, so your first, because <laughs> yeah, because I want to, because you're, yeah, especially the, the visual statics is a great demo. I mean, technically as well, you clearly knew your Thank stuff. You. Um, so yeah, what, what the, uh, it's, it's a difficult, I really want to talk to you about these things because I know a lot of the stuff you did or that people might not necessarily connect to you. Uh, maybe now they do. Secrets also get blown up, but it's there's a lot of secrets <laughs> in the demo scene as well. There's a lot of things that people believe are a certain group of people that are not those people, and I like that. But also sometimes uh, I'm not sure if like we, if this is the podcast where we're also going to blow it up. So I'm going to be quite careful. But yeah, what I actually wanted to ask you first is you did a bunch of video entries that were quite serious, quite dark, and then at Breakpoint a year after you did one. Uh, Doi uh, of Dream Dealers did a parody of one of your videos. Yeah, yeah, I think that was uh, the parody of Memorize Your Future. Yes, what, what is it? that's not Memorize Your Dinner. Memorize right? Your Dinner, which was a <laughs> really well done, pretty much shot for shot parody of your production. Yeah, I loved it. Okay, because that's what I wanted. Like, did that spark something? Was that like this is the ultimate like compliment? No, that was that was really awesome. And one of the one of the guys came to me at the party and uh, was like, uh, hmm, "Maybe I should uh, apologize." And uh, we were unsure whether you're okay with that. And I was like, "No, really, that was that was awesome. That was like, if someone does a parody of of my stuff, that's like uh, to me, um, it's a form of appreciation." Um, and yeah, that's what I, what I told him. And, uh, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Cause it is that like, I loved it. I remember that really clearly cause it was so well done and it's like a good, like a parody, a fun demo being funny only works when it's well done, when you put time in it. And that's the difference between a fun, de funny demo or a bad demo that pretends to be funny. Well, they didn't figure out all the effects I did. <laughs> and that's also just always needs to be a little bit of a, of a trick. So I think that is the thing about being funny in the scene. And it actually shows that they come to you and to kind of apologize is that they also know that they messed with your work. I think that is something in a demo scene people are aware of like, I want to make a joke, 
but it's also something you put time in. So we maybe we don't really don't want to tell you because we want to keep it like a surprise, but we kind of have to tell you. Did you feel that is more prone than we're seeing when you make fun of something? I think it's a question of uh, the respect towards the creators and their creation. Um, so if you really spend effort and um, you know look into the the thing you're paradising and um, you you get some details right then then it really goes into into this direction of appreciation that i that i mentioned and i think yeah. then it's perfectly perfectly fine and um and there's there's always been some sort of remix culture in the scene right yes absolutely not necessarily funny but in all kinds of ways yeah repurposing and i think but i think funny like i think humor has been a really big part of the demo scene since it started because it was also a bunch of Pre-prepescent yeah, teenagers making dumb <laughs> shit with their friends, which is always kind of what it is. Like you come together and you make something to make you laugh. Did you, because you were doing serious entries, was there a moment you were like, I'm going to go for something different. I'm going to do a funny thing and see if it works. Kind of. Um, not like a sudden revelation where I changed my, my paradigms. Um, more like a gradual progression towards more um, a more uh, experimental approach of trying new things, experimenting with different art styles. And I, I, I can't really say because uh, when I started off in, in the scene, uh, one of my goals was to make the most sad trance tune ever. That was really my thing. I was totally into trance music and it, it has to have the loudest kick drum and it has to be the saddest tune ever. That was like <laughs> trance for me, you know, yeah. <laughs> and like, like that I grew up with that late 90s trans yeah, thing yeah. back when it was good you know <laughs> it's coming back <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back yeah let's, let's make sure that happens yeah i appreciate that but um no, to be uh, to be honest um I, I i i don't know um i i made a few serious production or participated in serious productions uh, which um gained some some praise and i had interesting talks about them but i i i had the feeling that um they weren't as uh impactful or what how how should i how should i call it um um, as they probably deserve, like um, the the one uh, 64k I worked on uh, with Abducti and uh, Ike back then, um, Stockholm Syndrome, point blank. Yes. Um, I think the production process for that thing um, went over 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 a year at least. So um, we met for two weeks at my place at that time, and they coded on it, and I made like the camera direction stuff and music, and then um, we didn't release it because it didn't fit in the 64k and we had to delay it another year and you know this kind of yeah. huge production effort story so and then uh, it it came it came out and i think it even got nominated for for a cinoc award back then and uh, was really good but uh, um, this is like all this effort um 
I don't know. Um, I for for me personally, I I try to find ways that are um, more efficient in some way that don't take that much time, but still do something interesting. And it's it's maybe it's a personal thing, but I I, I like to do a lot of different things mm -hmm. in not so much time. And that might have played a role in in my my shifting of uh, you know interests when it comes to making productions myself. Cause, cause, cause it's funny that you say that because I kind of see what you mean. It's like you make an entry and it gets like received well enough, but it's kind of forgotten because there's so many entries. And like if I do something funny or something weird, people will remember it. It's like something that people will stick with them. And then you say like yeah. I want to do it faster. But I don't have the feeling that it's actually true because <laughs> it seems that the productions you make, you put a lot of effort <laughs> in them. So yeah, it escalates. <laughs> uh, <off>, yeah. <laughs> um, but the, I think the first serious fun project was Pinusola, I guess. Oh, you mean from the Finnish group of Pinusola? Yeah, the, 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 yeah. Guys, the Finnish guys from the Netherlands. That, uh, the Finnish from the Netherlands, yeah. 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 Uh, I might or might not have anything to do with that. But yeah, m maybe I had. <laughs> we, we can stop this and cut this out if you don't want to blow no, no, this no, up. I, 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 I think it's fine. Yeah, because no, I fine. think it's long enough ago as well. And it's, I think for a yeah, long yeah, time it's in it was. Because right? that blew up. I think that was the first thing you yeah. made for Evoke, I think. In like 2004 yeah, I, I, or something like that. And it was just kind of like this character and it just it just hit. Yeah, the first installment of that was really just like a one and a half day thing in in the making and really just for arc ah, on video compost they are easy they you know uh let's just make something ridiculous with uh, random items i have <laughs> lying around like the stupid mask thingy and uh playing with this aesthetics was like it just made me laugh at that moment yeah so it was motivating to just uh, i wanted to see it happen on the screen yeah. and then why not release it you know and i didn't really put put much thought into it absurdism abrasive absurdism yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think that was and i think that stuck yeah surprisingly so yeah i was really surprised by the audience reaction and what it uh what it did that it have had this this impact i have done um f funny stuff before i think lol internet came before that come, it actually even become before that and gabber hammer all that yeah. kind of stuff is under the and that was yeah. that was like constructed that was that was planned that yeah. was like a music video um still kind of funny with some tired tropes and whatever but um it was really different from from that uh scheiße thing um it it yeah. just repeating the word shisa over and over very angrily yeah it was mostly yeah to what it was about was this this guy who looks like a like an incompetent terrorist shouting shisa all the time uh very loudly um along to uh, my bad electric guitar playing and uh yeah so it it, it, it I, it was supposed to sound and, and, and look and feel really dumb, you know? Yeah, because that is, I think, that is... You, and aggressive. <laughs> you were making this to be dumber. So what did you expect the reaction to 
be? Did you want people to be annoyed or? But neither, uh, because it was so little effort and just like a stupid thing I can release under a false name. Um, I didn't really expect anything, <laughs> and so I, I was I was surprised that it had this much impact i've watched some some videos of people like shitting their pants uh during the compo um or not during the compo at, at some other party where it ran and it catched them by surprise and that was like weird so but it really made me think um when it had this impact so hmm okay no that that wasn't really hard to do it wasn't really that hard from a technical perspective so um, I began to reflect on what I actually did there and why it worked and what kind of neurons it tickled in that particular audience. And so that did indeed start a thought process in me. And I decided to, you know, continue with that experiment. Do another one. And I think in the end you did three. Yeah, I think three the, or four, three. I, I did, I did three, and and uh, probably five or six actually. But yeah, uh, um, but yeah. it was mega um, and hyper shizer. Yeah, 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 I did my homework, uh, yeah. uh, and also I noticed <laughs> because I love these because the quality went up and the effort went up. And did that feel to you is like I have to do this trick? I'm going to do this again, but people know the shtick now, so I have to make it better. Was that motivating or was it scary? Uh, it was. It was motivating, uh, and the the third one um, that actually took six weeks to make, yeah. and I bought a green screen, uh, <laughs> a really big one, actually. This is what I mean. It's like a joke that escalates into you actually putting yeah. a lot of effort into this, and that's why it works. I think that is yes. the, the power of it. But I want what I wanted to know at that point was if I if I take this thing that began as a stupid infantile joke if i up the quality level and put some real effort in it is it possible to win a party with it and it worked that is <laughs> and that's great i think that is exactly that that was seen drive because i want to see what this does but you also you wanted to stick through what it, 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 like the guy's only going to say shizer like that's not going to change you were like yes this is, is this is going to be the same thing is. it's going to be dumb yeah. I'm going to do mm -hmm. it again and they will <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's the question. Did people like it? I think quite a few people liked it and there were quite a lot of people who didn't like it. Was that part of the fun that you knew people were going to hate it as well? I didn't care because it wasn't me. It was nothing that was like, uh, I didn't uh, put my inner truest emotions out there to be criticized and it was like a like a game like yeah. like a persona um so it was much easier for me to distance myself from from the production than it would have been with something heartfelt and, and serious so there was this protective layer it is know? a character I, this is, but is it really true that you didn't care because if the last one is six weeks of work and you buy a green screen and you put a lot of effort in it it gets emotional like it becomes important yeah, yeah, I, I I agree, but not as much as with some other things I I, I did I did before. Yeah, of course you want to you know want to know how do people react to it, uh, what are um, and um, 
I know I shouldn't read the comments on that demo scene site, but I always do, and they always get to me. <laughs> even even when you know it's like I, I will provoke this reaction, and then somebody says, yes. "Okay, this was shit," and it still hurts. Even then, like, yeah, because that, yeah. that is you do it yourself. Because I think that is something. Because I get that. I get that you put something. A lot of effort in something because you just think it's really funny and also that you know some people will just really dislike it and for me that can actually add to it like i like that even better it's kind of piss them off and i have the feeling yeah because i've seen you do other things during at competitions where you kind of bend the rules or do something different and i was like you do this with like uh i'm gonna like for example the the evoke uh tracker music themed compose which you have broken a uh -huh. few times yeah. <laughs> uh, evil, yeah. Evil Breaking rules. rules. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that is something that people go like, oh, God damn it. And you must enjoy that. You must like, I'm breaking this rule. I'm doing this thing that is insane just to kind of piss them off. Um, that's not really about pissing off people. That's uh, for me, that's more like a technical rule bending challenge with which for for me that is something that's uh, that that really belongs to the demo scene as well yes like no i agree bending bending technical rules and if the competition rules say those are the rules then those are the rules and uh, if there is some wiggle room to interpret them and uh you're referring to the one where i embedded a sample in the pattern data no one? i think this or? is the, yeah where you indeed <laughs> i think it's the it's the halkion one where we did uh and you just basically made a streaming track out of the sine wave yeah. set sine wave you made this 100 pattern renoise track that was like 400 yeah, megabytes yeah, like everything exactly. about it was like really difficult for the organization and then you just kind of <laughs> sang along to the song going going evo evo compo rules and i loved it because i love that kind of like you just like you didn't realize i could do this i did it i kind of took the piss I'm not in this to win this combo, I just kind of show you this thing. But also kind mm -hmm. of make dipswitch, you then have those who's going like, oh god, this is not what I meant. Which <laughs> I find really funny. Because <laughs> the demo scene is so much about, as you said, remixing and breaking rules. But then if we break a rule of a party, people get really up in arms about it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Isn't, isn't it? it? I find that really interesting because it's literally what we're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, what's the, the spirit of, of the whole thing? Uh, I mean, uh, it's if you if you have like an old school compo, then uh, part of the motivation is probably making something that doesn't look old school, but it looks like, uh, well, that looks like a PC demo if it's like an Amiga It was always the part of like breaking like the rules, so, making something that, yeah. and we came to this like, no, this should be like this. And... This, this demos don't fit in this in this compo archetype. And I'm like, isn't it all about just making this shit and then finding, bending the rules? Because that's what we've been doing. And I find that incredibly interesting because no matter what happens, yeah. if people mess with it, I mean, yours were like a favorite of like, oh God, JCO broke the rules again. <laughs> and it starts with that. <laughs> and I love that because it's just that like, we want this control, why didn't we think of this? But it makes it way more interesting. It makes the compo interesting. Well, I think I think it makes compos interesting. Yeah. If, um, whenever I, w I watch competitions um, after the tenth uh, cube tunnel flyby <laughs> scroller thing, uh, I really love to be entertained by something that's, you know, kind of um, more more edgy, more um, out of the usual. Yeah, esoteric. Framework. I think it's happening more as well. I've seen more interesting 
takes of demos recently where mm-hmm. people because we can all have we can all rotate a cube now there's many ways to do that so demos get more profound which I also want to get into but first for you uh, before we go to your the rest <laughs> of like let's let's leave penis hura here i think for people that have no idea what we're talking about go look them up i don't know how they aged because i haven't seen them in years but back in the late 2000s they were really funny and I probably don't watch him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't watch him. And I'm happy to have blown that lid off because that took a while for me to actually put one on one together. And I even remember when you had to one point you picked up, weren't you like even nominated for a Cinedog Award or a prize? And you had there was a guy with a balaclava and you on stage. Like still like, no, it's another person. This is the guy, I forgot his name. What was it? Kein Golm? Kingholm, Kingholm, the Dutch Netherlands Finnish group, Finnish guy, uh, the yeah. down <laughs> second round of order product. Yeah, for the uh, for the for the that was for the prize giving of the, yeah. of the third one at at Evo. So it's all it's all that effort of like, no, it's not me. Like this is him, and it's this guy with his head going shaka shaka. I mean, it's flawless. I think that's the execution is just really good, and I I enjoy the performance part of it as well. I think that's really important of like doing something funny is the performance part, and everything is thought true. Which you clearly did, maybe not initially, but at the end you clearly had. Like, yeah, that was that was an interesting episode in my life. Yeah, yeah and then it was done, <laughs> and I think that's also like good. Like it was done. Like okay, I did everything I could do with that, and then we get to the space yeah. pigs later. But before space pigs, because I think that was mm-hmm. a whole different chapter. Um, yeah, what yeah. is what is things? What is other funny like productions you think these are really funny and these hit home with me from other groups and other people? Uh, from other groups, I th- the the first one that really showed me that uh, humor can work uh, was at Takeover 2001 uh, from um, uh, Cocoon, um, the one with the animated bird uh, cartoony thing, uh, Glon 243. Which they actually managed to get make into a TV show. Which is yeah, it made it into a French TV show yeah, actually. Amazing. Yeah, that was series. actually it's yeah. a fantastic demo uh, for people that yeah. don't know it. Basically, a bird in a tree encountering a lot of wants to be greedy and encounters a lot of trouble. Yeah, that was, that was really really funny, and it showed me that you know there is this um, um, place for storytelling and narrative and uh, this kind of approach in because the scene as well. Because it's narrative, it's, it's performance, it's like, it's storytelling, it's like, yeah. instead of having an effect show, I can... Yeah, but it's pure animation, right? <laughs> yeah, and that, again, like, writing, and maybe that's for me more, I'm trying to put the words in your mouth and I shouldn't, but I kind of like to rile up people, because for me, the scene is about breaking rules, it always has been, and pushing limits yeah. and making things, and, and then those, just, I can't piss off truck to no end to just bring out bad apple and he'll just like lose his <laughs> mind and i think that's really funny sorry truck i do love you i do love you a lot uh but oh, there's other productions that you were like this is done well and are, are there other ones that you like so just from the from the back of my head uh, pretty much every wii game that witty did um those are those are great Great attention to detail, uh, technical again effort, uh, yeah. uh, prowess, uh, and and a ridiculous juvenile humor uh, as well. <laughs> so but that hit home. Hit home that juvenile is like it is important, I think. Yeah, and there were those uh, um, um, when it comes to games. The, this the stare dismount thing. Yeah. If you remember that, uh, that was from that as uh... yeah, Poros, yeah, exactly. That was that was hilarious, and and. I don't remember the name, but um, again, a game entry. I know the one you mean. 
It's the one from Archie. It's uh, Sumo... Um, Sumotori Dreams. Sumotori Dreams, yeah. where he had the two yeah, fighting exactly. characters. He's one of the funniest things I've seen at a demo yeah, party. I, I, I was really... Uh, I, I couldn't stop laughing while watching this. It was so, so... And it was funny because it wasn't really meant to be funny. He just had a really wonky physics engine of two, and then two yes, fighting it, robots. And it that broken. <laughs> it became super slapstick. And he actually did a whole bunch of... like He did a bunch of 4K intros that do this whole 64K intros. This whole like... Mm -hmm. I think they're 4k like silly physics based like stories of like characters falling around the place and yeah that's but awesome. sumatory yeah. dreams was one of the that the whole breakpoint crowd was just losing their mind at how yeah. incredibly dumb it was and that is what it is <laughs> like fun it, to watch yeah. yeah it worked it worked oh absolutely yeah those are but a story of it is the same it's just like have a fall have a yeah. guy fall creatively off the stairs <laughs> yeah physics they they rock physics work <laughs> yeah i think in those are some are meant to be funny some i don't think i don't think archie was necessarily in the game to be funny i think that just kind of happened it just went with it Maybe it's fun when that happens. To ask him about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we should actually. Maybe it's a good point. The next time we'll ask him when I see him if that was actually meant to be funny. Because yeah, making something funny is harder than you think as well. And sometimes things can be funny when they're not supposed to be. But making something funny is actually secretly quite hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have a point there. Maybe to mention one more uh, a demo that's not not a game mm -hmm. that I think is funny. Um, uh, Losos Amiga stuff. Yeah, they always have like a good element of of fun framing uh, in them while uh, as far as i can tell i'm not an amiga singer they are technically um competent as yeah, well but they are i think it's profound demos i think it's yeah it's a good losso is a really great example of somebody that has that spark and puts it in but doesn't overdo it and has the backing gasman is a similar kind of person that can make something mm -hmm. that's really funny yeah but you know it's technically profound and timing and everything works uh, for me that's like the people that i'm always looking forward to and what we I uh, don't immediately talk about the stuff that I did, but because um, that for Lim Ninja was always a big point to like to have pe keep people in the dark. Like you don't know what you're gonna get. Like you see Lim Ninja on the screen, it can be great, it can be terrible, it can be really weird. Yeah, and we kind of want that. Like you want to keep that to get to the space big stuff. Were you involved from the beginning? No. I wasn't. The very early breakpoint shit in, in, that always started to come off was the Space Pigs intro. Well, there is this history of of uh, really tasteless Space Pigs releases when nobody really knows who was involved back then. Okay, so we're not going to talk about that Space Pigs. No, we're not talking about that Space Pigs. Let's talk about the post-2016 or whatever so that's when you Space that's Pigs. when you became a part of Because I think you, you kept it a secret in the beginning as well. And then people kind of smelled the JCO off it. And it was really hard to keep the secret, I think. Yeah, but it's actually a group. So I'm I know, just, no, no, no. It's more. I know yeah, people yeah. are involved. Like, <laughs> we're not going to mention everybody because it's a big group of people. Yeah. I've met many of yeah. them, and there is these groups that exist in the demo scene. Uh, again, I also want to bring up groups like Expert and Hackers. That are these groups that make. I think Hackers is a really good example of people making kind of funny and like more esoteric stuff, but really well themed very vaporwave themed and then very well executed and also very unknown not sure, not sure i know them they had the jupiter 666 game system it's all very 80s vaporwave visuals they had a demo revision then i've most likely watched it but 
Yeah. Their cover <laughs> is called uh, Ash Jackson, and their music is made by Van Damme, and it's all these like super. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. all this okay, very yeah. and um, uh, so it's good. It's also like these groups that are kind of mis- mysterious, and who are they? But they're they're really they make good stuff. They're really like they're technically very competent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's Space Pigs. I think then uh, your first participation must have been the Kevin uh, the dental uh, demo. Yeah, that was weird really went um, crazy <laughs> with the SpaceFix project. Yeah. Did you expect, before we get into the demo itself, did mm. you expect the reaction? No. Uh, and that goes for, for all of us that uh, have been involved in this. We we wondered uh, how it's gonna... Uh, we were mostly um, expecting it to run among the first five entries in the compo uh, and being maybe booed a little and then making place 15 or something. So that's... <laughs> That's how we. Oh, we get the, the first five. That was in the beginning of the compo. Like you were being in. Yeah, this is an unwritten know, rule. In a compo with fifty entries. You yeah, know. yeah. An unwritten rule for people that don't know is that like the not as good demos come first, which I always find a little bit harsh for newcomers that make something that is a bit quirky yeah. and people have tried to mix it up and kind of like spread them around. But you know, for certain. When you make a certain demo, like when I made my demo for Evoke last year, I knew it was going to be one of the first. And then you're okay with that. So yeah, so that was, and then the reaction, because you won, I think, that demo won. Uh, no, we didn't win. We didn't win, but we we were place place three, I think. Uh, three, and then, yeah, second, okay. But so we were among the top three. Yeah, you were at the top three, and then another one, like you won with... Um, uh, we won with airplane. I think. Yeah, with airplane. I think. Though. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so to come back, Kevin was a yeah reaction weird weirded out. I think most people were with that. Were you happy with what happened when this demo was shown? Um, well, people again were like on on the floor laughing. There's this live recording of it, um, which really shows how the um, how the jokes land so to say and they really clicked with the audience so people kind of got it uh, i'd say uh, and um, it, it struck a certain nerve we were not sure whether whether this will you know work with the audience but it did and that was like a very um interesting and almost uh, we can't even believe it experience for us while uh, watching it and um but uh, we were obviously we were very happy with that kind of uh, reaction <laughs> and um yeah so but yeah we were surprised actually did you did you intend to make more space pigs demos or did this spark like okay, let's keep this going? Uh, it it did motiv- motivate us to to continue down that road and and me to continue with that uh, universe and this approach um, that made Kevin happen. So, because let the talk us through that that first demo. So, Kevin, so it's it's people that don't know it go watch it now, pause the podcast, and then come back, <laughs> and now we're going to talk about it. Um, what? Well, how did you? come up with it what was the process for this demo because it has like a few stories that are being told what was the motivation i tried to keep that short uh, as well okay uh, so um our coders had been working on a demo tool for quite a while two years or something or even longer and um 
it was in like a very half finished state but i had i had some some time and so i wanted to take a look at it and see what can be done and uh tried out the the scripting stuff that was in there and as it turned out it was actually possible to put some 3D stuff on screen and animate it. Uh, it uses a pattern editor, by the way, so it's like like new rocket, nice. but uh, like our own solution. So um, that's what I used to animate the whole thing. And um, how exactly that happens is more or less hard coded. So I associate like certain notes in the 3D graph with the values yada yada and then i animate it so yeah um but it was really like more a test case uh the kevin character was a like a test model uh that i quickly made to see whether the 3d model hierarchy transform graph thing works and uh, it worked and then uh, i it, it made me laugh <laughs> and and I I just kept experimenting um, what I can do with this character and make the other group members laugh too. And then we all lolled and <laughs> rotfold a lot. And then really just one thing came to another and we were like exchanging random stupid jokes in our Slack to uh, what is the next ridiculous thing we could do and wouldn't it be funny if that would happen and um, then it somehow came together this way and that's pretty <laughs> was pretty much the the process like a very agile uh, demo making process oriented uh, approach and it's very magical uh, as well yeah. like starting with which i also <laughs> find one of the most important things is to make your friends laugh to make yourself and your friends laugh if i haven't laughed creating something that's why also goes along with poo brand so well because if we didn't giggle a lot while making something we do it, didn't do it right like it has to be fun to work yeah. on and it also probably made it less like hard to work on because there were no stakes it was just you guys messing around with the engine yes and we didn't get too ambitious with it either yeah. uh, at that point um no i don't need to implement a complicated shadow thing or anything <laughs> this will um, do <laughs> let's just let's just use the stuff that that works that is there and make something with it and uh have have a lot of fun while making it so it's, it's very I different think, to other people yeah. we've talked to on the podcast that make a demo and then have to have it right and have these effects and it's really important and that is also yeah. why it might bite what you guys do because i think it's really important to also just make something and even like this is good enough we're just doing this for fun and then when a, when you make a funny demo it's easier to say we don't have to put that much effort in it and it'll be fine this is fine for what we're doing but then you still did put a lot of effort in it like because it still the was... stuff still ends up being effort yes and, and uh, especially with the later productions uh Air airplane was like that that was hard hard and, and, and the one <laughs> i think one of the most I think one of the most existential demos I ever made was the, and I now forgot its name, which is terrible, but it's the one you did the year after Kevin, which had uh, the uh, echo chamber, echo chamber, yeah, which was this. Basically, it's a pretty deep demo. <laughs> I think yeah. I felt that it was pretty important to you. Am I correct in that? Yeah, you were you were saying something with the demo. Uh, I was. I'm still not sure what I what it was I wanted to say, but I did want to say something. I'm sure of that. <laughs> um, yeah, and that that goes uh, well. Maybe 
in one sentence, I try to um, show some sort of mirror to the yeah, scene. It was very meta. Both in the literal as in the metaphorical sense. Yes, I think it, maybe it was more profound that you knew what you were saying because it was a, it was a compo. It was a demo with a compo in it with severely weirded <laughs> out the streamers at home because it was done really well. Um, and it... It got really meta with throwbacks to demos you had released earlier in the compo <laughs> to actually make an appearance in your demo. I yeah, still that, was, that was hit or miss because we didn't know whether the other one would actually run before it. So uh, that was not like communicated to the orgas or anything. Yeah. And I even so. helped you unknowingly because Robijar <laughs> had been dead for quite a while at that point, which you put a reference yeah. from. And I actually made a Robijar demo together with Wuskitrang uh, from Poobrain for Andro's oh, birthday. Another lucky accident. Which yes, was a yeah. cosmically great, like, because <laughs> it was, Robijar was somewhat irrelevant. And we made your demo more profound by accidentally yeah. being in the compo. <laughs> it did, yeah. <laughs> but I still find that demo, it's one of my favorites from SpaceBix because it is actually. Great. Really existential demo makers conundrum of like, what the fuck am I doing? And even the little robot you make that does menial task at one point and <laughs> which you put fantastic sound design under and clearly a lot of work in this whole. And it had to work. Let me, let me, let me blow your mind for a second. The right. robot, it, it pushes Kevin's button. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 no, it's, it's, and it's, it's, yeah. So I think that was like, it weirded out a lot of people, but it was most of the profoundly like artistic experiences in the demo scene of somebody going like, I think Gargai is another person that makes these demos to kind of make a point. <laughs> and I think Paul Driver, the demo, he hated creating, but he had to make it to prove a point, and then it's really good. And he's like, "See, I don't believe him. I don't, I don't believe him. He really hated it. He, <laughs> no, he didn't hate it. Else he wouldn't have made it. He couldn't have made it yes. if he really hated it. But he found the process of making it." really hard and i really mm. appreciate somebody making something to kind of like prove a point like say something with a demo and i found that demo that you made is like you put a lot of work in that demo that was clear and and i think it worked i think people re again really weirded out by the whole thing <laughs> yeah that, that was really interesting too, because at that point when we already knew that we can have like this sort of attention and impact with this weird style, um, it became a lot more interesting to um, be more aware of it and do something with it, like in a planned manner. Yeah, yeah and did people expect more of you? Was that also kind of pressure? Because then you have to do it again, and that's always pressure. That was a little bit, it was the case with Airplane, uh, because at that point we had established something yeah. and uh, we were completely aware of the fact that if we put out another thing uh, with the established characters with the established universe that it has to kind of match expectations so and it's not oh it's the space big cinematic universe <laughs> that exists with all these characters because then you come to the point where oh it's easy because it's funny so we don't have to put as much effort in it and all of a sudden you're having to fight this bar. I can imagine that being hard. Yeah, especially if your 3D modeling guy uh, is uh, like, if you if you tell him, can you can you build an airplane for me? <laughs> he makes one that's really like accurate and has all this 
kind of ambition and and suddenly he puts like hours and, and nights into it and uh, the results are great but uh, yeah escalating efforts was there that, we go was yeah. that intimid <laughs> was intimidating to then actually you have to make it now you have to make it worthwhile for everybody involved people expect this now was that intimidating uh, no I think the pressure was more that meeting our own expectations right. with that yeah I even mean that like that you have yourself your bar is raising slowly yeah. the more you do yeah, and exactly. you go like all of a sudden you're like this was supposed to be a fun demo and I'm working weeks on this now what the fuck is happening I think that's kind of yeah. the mindset that I can see happen yeah and suddenly you find yourself optimizing performance stuff and rewriting parts of the engine and stuff like that and yeah so <laughs> is it yeah I can imagine that being like this is not what I signed up for when I started modeling Kevin like this is not what we wanted <laughs> but I, I, I enjoyed this kind of stress by the way sometimes yeah. it's like if it's too easy uh, I'm, I'm always looking for a little challenge even with like funny stuff like that yeah. it has to be a little challenging do you, do you get bored quickly are you done with the characters at one point of course i do <laughs> so i have to invent some some next thing to introduce or make it more complicated or technically challenging or something like that in order to keep it interesting i wouldn't do the exact same thing over again because i've already done that why should i do it again you know it it, it it wouldn't work for me and it probably wouldn't work as well for the audience as well and that's again that's incredibly demo scene because that's that reinventing and pushing forward which i think is such a that's the common thing that everybody in a demo scene has in common i've already did this i'm not gonna do it again because <laughs> um, yeah i think one thing i want to call out is what i always love in the space big demos are the fake company bumpers <laughs> yeah. I make them at the beginning to ease back into the workflow. <laughs> and they got more and more elaborate. And I love that it's like, and they're always that, that timing. And I think that is something that you just have to have is that something is just too long. And that's a really specific, like I'm pushing a joke. Mm -hmm. And this is the right moment to like stop it. Yeah. And that's incredibly difficult. Overstaying its welcome to becoming stupid. And I think there is one of the Marimba company and it goes, and it goes on just a little bit too goes, long. And that's just like, yeah. I love when that is just the exact like amount of annoying. <laughs> Yeah, I love them. That's like probably my favorite parts of the of the specific demos is to see what what else did you now cook up. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, it's 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 great to see that uh, somehow by now I, I get the pacing halfway right sometimes uh, because uh, it took a long while to to learn this uh, actually in terms of of direction because yes. you can't read in a book how how long should this be or how exactly to to build the f the flow and and the drama to to make it really work you have to develop this feeling and from my experience this takes quite some some while and uh yeah i i i haven't mastered it or anything i think what i think is something that also is that you have to kind of have a, a natural comedic timing and i kind of am a fan but like i am a kind of a fan but this interview is very biased people listening going like oh okay you haven't asked him a difficult question i will soon 
But um, <laughs> but it's also because I've, it's it's so difficult to make a really funny demo that actually and people will still dislike it because it might not be your humor. And I think, as you said, like sometimes yeah. for Mike, is there's one demo of you or specific I don't like. And actually, you posted on Twitter, but I, I said like it doesn't do it. I would never thumb it down because the effort is like that's my reasoning is like I can't thumb it down if the effort is there. But it was the if the fake evoke invite, ah uh, yeah, which on paper should be like my jam, and somehow interesting. And I watched it again for this interview. I was just like, why yeah. isn't this landing for me? So why isn't it landing for you? I don't know. I can't. Because <laughs> you asked me on Pudi, and like, God, it's interesting that you don't like it because it's like I did everything that you like. Um, Is it because of the German uh, lyrics? I think maybe it's part of it's in German and it makes it, because I can follow it. I can speak German well enough to follow. And, and uh -huh. it's really, well, again, well done. Like I And say, so the other space picks, I actually love every single one of them, some more than others. I think the last one when you did with the dancing hydrant is one of my favorites because you are spot on and hitting everything you want to make fun of. You do really well. That's like the proper parody of that style. And it's our least offensive demo. Yes, and, and maybe and, it's, and it wasn't even. I don't. I. And it's, it's, that's a weird thing for me as well. I can't tell you that it just doesn't click. So that also just happens. Sometimes it's like I know this should work for me and it just doesn't. And I find that weird. I don't know. I still can't tell you because it was like, yeah, no, on paper it's really well made. I get like I like bitch. I like his singing. Is rapping is I, I, great. I don't. I, I can't. I can't really say. I can't really plan this. Uh, I find I, it. But I, I find that it, it's interesting because <laughs> at least it does something to me. Like, and that is also why mm. I could never turn it down because that's ridiculous. Because it clearly evokes like a lot of evokes oh, a lot of emotion. Um, but yeah. So what I wanted to ask is about like making funny things. Is like you're also kind of hiding behind a joke. And I was wondering in the let, last. Let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you there for a second. Yeah. Um, You, you're you're using the word funny a lot, but let's if we look at at Kevin or Echo Chamber, are those demos really funny? I'm not sure. Sometimes right. I think they are funny. Sometimes I think they are very tragic. No, that's the tragedy in Echo Chamber as well. No, absolutely, I think there is, but it's very closely related in comedic timing and tragic storytelling. They're very yeah. closely related. I think they I think they both are related. Yeah. Oh, but was that more of a more of an impulse for you to also have a tragic story to tell? That just happens, <laughs> as you <laughs> as you said. I started. Uh, I, I tried to make the most sad trans tune, uh, yeah, yeah. which which I said, and you said that I made made some like like more on the dark side releases in yeah, my quite early a demo scene emo days. Is, yeah. So uh, yeah, from my personal, from the 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 stuff I like and the stuff I'm I'm interested in, uh, I um, I I have these dark thoughts and more like uh, I'm not so happy moods as well, and that's all like part of life. And um, so I think humor and and doing something funny and uh, telling something about like the, the the huge human tragedy or something they are really related but my personal perspective shifts sometimes i see more of the funny aspects in something and sometimes i i see more of the of the tragic ones the the sad ones the thoughtful full ones so yeah. um it depends depends a lot on your personal um, perspective uh, the um, your mind when watching something or consuming something whether you find it funny whether you can laugh about it or whether it 
probably annoys you or even angers you yeah, or, so those are all possibilities and it's impossible to to plan in my opinion do you know what i mean yeah you just go in and you just create an idea because does it annoy you that people don't focus on the funny like i was instead of you say like i actually have more to say than just the funny part no n not not at all i mean everyone it's is free to no i find it interesting that's why i think an interesting thing that you call it out of said like you keep saying funny but actually there is more behind that veneer of like ha 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 joke and i put even put i, I didn't even realize i think it's echo chamber where the camp laughter is in your demo just yeah. the edges <laughs> along which is also like executed flawlessly because nobody realized that's really it. rubbing it in actually that's kind of the point i wanted to make of course yeah <laughs> so so it is like you said like you are laughing at this and that's the same thing when i call out gargoyle's pile driver which he made with a certain emotion and then people said oh that's the, that's the demo he's like yeah that's what i mean mm -hmm. it is double-sided always obviously and that's why i wonder mm -hmm. like is it sometimes easy to hide behind a joke or are you like i'm actually just fully open going in <sighs> Yeah, that's a difficult yeah. question I wanted to ask. I feel <laughs> to give it some extra context, it's like you've seen you, um, and not to sound like, oh, I'm just, but yeah, I think we've seen you the last decades in the demo scene being very creative, making lots of cool stuff. And then it's now a space pick stuff. People go like, oh, yeah, it's a shame it's a joke demo. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like, yeah, but they're not really joke demos. But it's like, if you would like say, like, would you make something you go like, I'm going to go in full earnest? Or couldn't you? Is it just part of who you are? I I just go with the flow when making this stuff. Um, it's pretty much always the case that after I've I've made something on the side of direction that only afterwards I figure I, I realize what I did there. You know, um, yeah. I kind of tend to interpret my stuff in hindsight. And then I learned something about myself. And sometimes I'm even surprised that something fits together in a way that I didn't see while making it, you know, and that, that's really cool. While while making this stuff, it's just going with the flow and 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 trusting my gut feeling whether something fits together or or not. And um, but I'm not that much intentionally trying to make someone laugh or make something funny. Actually, it just happens in some way. But yeah, that, that's cool. I think it's a really cool way and well, like worded as well as like that. You just go, you just create something, and it feels right. This is what I'm doing. It, it's entertaining in the process, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah so, as long as it yeah. feels like. And then, of course, because that has the technical and like the 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 mm -hmm. stuff you want to like do it well. Like you have to do it well. So that's also other factors that that tie into making something. Like, is it this difficult to do? Can I even pull this off? Which is an also yeah. Yeah, there's all there is the, the technical aspect too, but just to close this one line of thought, um, mm. I I do like it when people see and realize that there is more um, to to uh, the stuff I directed than the sub superficial funny layer. Yeah, um, I I like seeing this appreciated and recognized, um, but I'm also fine with some somebody just saying, well, it, it doesn't click with me i i don't understand this or uh this is the german humor sucks <laughs> germans germans don't have a sense of humor is yeah. what i've been told <laughs> what whatever you you get the idea yeah <laughs> so. did, did you have people that you respect and whose opinion you really like hold high tell you like sorry i didn't like it or sorry I just didn't yeah, of me. course all the time yeah, and it's it, it, it differs from demo to demo too. So some 
people uh, like those ones and not the other ones or vice versa and yeah and it's okay like sometimes you have... it's surprising but i'm okay i'm okay with that yeah <laughs> i can it keeps it interesting as well because you then don't know yeah. what people will say but it, yeah it must as you said like i keep reading the comments of course it's something those hurts when somebody that you respect says mm, this didn't gel um what is the one you're the most proud of the space big production uh there's there's not a there's not a single one i could select out they're all your babies i'm kind of proud of <laughs> most <laughs> is there one you're specifically not proud of that's oh uh, yeah many yeah. <laughs> no, but they all did something what's the one that that was like when you were making it you were like nah, i don't know how i'm gonna phrase this let's maybe say there are um productions i made that i wouldn't make in that way yeah, again okay. nowadays uh, I I learn things. I gr grow older. Um, the world changes. Oh, that's um, definitely. I think that is just part of life. So, I think that's also you reflect yeah. back on things. You're like sometimes I did things in bad taste, and yeah. there is way too much history of me available as well as I'm like don't listen to old Zine podcasts, for example, because <laughs> that's 15 years ago, and I just cringed myself to death when I listened to those. So I get that. But also, was there was there like productions? And maybe Space Mix is a really good example of something that started as kind of like messing around. Like you worked in it, you were like, I'm actually doing this. It's going to be bigger than I intended. This is special. I'm working on something. Or is it always you just go like, I just want to do this. I'm making this and I'll see where it lands. Mm, sometimes along the way, uh, I get this feeling that something could actually be good, you know? <laughs> and like after uh I, we try something out and then there's 30 seconds of of content and we're like well that's actually that's better than we anticipated while messing around so um let's now try not to fall victim to our own ambition or something but um yeah, do you dare to, to say to yourself like this is good i made something good or is that because i feel like it's sometimes also you, you're very humble and like i just mess around i make stuff but you take it very seriously no i i do allow myself to be to be proud of stuff um i, I make and it, it, you probably know you're, you're making music too occasionally right uh so you probably know the feeling of uh i i i made this i created this uh, no and that's the most important driving factor in the demo scene is like i made this and i'm showing my friends i think that is i want to recommend an experiment um for for you and for the for the audience um right when you when you listen to music and uh when when you, you um try to criticize the music but from the standpoint that it's something you made yourself and observe what happens. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've, I know that feeling of, mm. and also the always criticizing because you're never happy. And, uh, and I think it's, that is, because I see that I also try to pinpoint this and I also don't know exactly how to phrase this because I see this certain humbleness in the demo scene in general of like, there is bragging, but it's also ironic sometimes. And then secretly, people are always kind of like, ah, yeah, I just did that. And, like, and I'm like, it is this kind of like the, the gusto to say like, no, actually, I'm pretty happy with this. It's pretty good. And then people very quickly call you arrogant, which I also think is kind of unfair. Because And I've, I've wondered, like, it also can block people to say like, oh, yeah, no, this is good. Like, I'm not going to, instead of like push yourself further, 
I find this an interesting dynamic, and yeah. that's why I wonder. Like sometimes, as you said, like you work on something, like this was supposed to be funny. It's better than we thought, so now we actually have to hit this bar that we put up for ourselves, <laughs> and we make yeah. it harder for ourselves. I I don't think people are. Mm, are I have a problem if you if you say you're uh, you're you're proud with uh, the way something came out, but I think it plays a role uh, how specific you are with that. For example, mm. if if I say hey, I'm really happy uh, in the way the compositing system in uh, Hydrant um, uh, works and and does the color blending rules of uh, of Photoshop uh, right, and at the same time I can say but yeah there's this issue with the motion blur and so i can be proud of the one thing and not so proud of the other thing and yeah. it gets you know specific this is like good criticism and yeah. i i always try to be um, critical with my own work but that also allows me to say yeah this is something i i did right it matches my expectations uh, and so um well done, uh, self shoulder tapping, yeah. and because uh, you should. That's what I mean. It's like yeah, you should. <laughs> I think I think, and I just feel, feel feel like I kind of put you on the spot there with that question. But that's, I think it's such a profound question of like. I think it's very analytic in the demo scene, and I mm. think people shoot more like I'm just really happy with this. Like this is awesome, and uh, but maybe that's also personal for me. I think that's also something I always am really jazzed when I make a song and I enter it in a compo and I can't wait for other people to hear it. Yeah, Every, everyone is. That's 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 my that's point. Exactly. So that's that vibe. But you go like, ah, oh, yeah. please. And I'm especially looking forward when I did the gimmicks. And that's what I'm talking about gimmicks. It's like it is something you look forward to to see how the, the crowd reacts to your gimmick. Yeah. And if they react in a certain way, and and I have that that very strongly. I remember going up to Ferris and Hoffman after Reclamage, the Tracker Music Compo at Revision 2017, mm -hmm. and going up to Ferris and go like, you prick, you absolute ass. This is the only compo that I have a chance in making music. And then you just go and ruin it by making a demo in the Tracker. Yeah. That, that is was, the same kind of like nice. yeah. <laughs> breaking the rules. And it was flawless to, to the extent that now at Revision pattern effects are not allowed which is also kind of <laughs> yeah. weird because it's also yeah, just kinda. fun and i think after i think nobody tried to make another demo because everybody after record was like okay you did this and we're not gonna like there's no way no, that's, that's not true um they they did and oh. usually um when someone tries that it doesn't get received all too well because it's already been done. Done. And I think, because I haven't seen, I see people do pattern effects, but really yeah. that whole demo that they did that one time was the, where they even had to tell the organizers, oh, please don't use the new exemplar because the new font breaks our demo <laughs> in exemplar <laughs> in a tracker yeah. music compo, which uh -huh. made people tired. <laughs> but it's again, very demo scene, breaking those rules. Absolutely. And my initial reaction was, you pricks, like you mm. absolute, like why? But also <laughs> loving it, obviously, because it is, that shakeup. I don't know where I was going with this initially starting about this, but I think it's about the <laughs> this whole because I love this so much. I love this kind of messing with the people, showing your friends, like having that gimmick on screen. That's what it was like. When I made uh there was a remix competition at Evoke, and instead of remixing that song, I turned the samples into Lil Bitchard's uh Malta song. Awesome. And I was really <laughs> pleased that I managed to make that happen and I tried getting the vocal in there using only those sounds together with Lil Bitchard himself trying to like convert the sine waves, like kind of JCO style but didn't manage. 
and I was just really happy. Like I'm going to evoke with this song and it's different and people are going to go like, what is this? And that makes me really happy. I think that's kind of like really looking forward to see what your friends say. Like, you're like, ah, I see what you did there. You're like, ah, <laughs> I like well, that. I'm sure think, you made yeah. the combo more entertaining. <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe that's just for me, like the incentive of like, I want to like add to that combo. But you said earlier, which I think is really profound of like, I made 64K and it kind of got lost. So now I'm trying to make things that are standing out, that are more that are different. Yeah, when it comes to me watching compos at demo parties, um, I always love it when something does anything that goes beyond the, um, you know, the, the pure technicality of it. Not always. I, I do appreciate the technical aspect of the demo scene just as much as I appreciate the other stuff. So I love this already. I agree, but I do. I mean, both are absolutely valid and I feel like yeah, the technical aspect exactly. is really important, but the it's not mutually exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. The breaking <laughs> the rules is part of it for me mm -hmm. personally as well. And are there modern demos recently that gave you that feeling of like breaking the mold made you happy yeah uh, i believe so <laughs> there, <laughs> Good there, hasn't, yes. there haven't been there haven't been so so many uh, that that many that many parties sadly <laughs> due to the pandemic been. and um uh, to be uh to to be honest i uh, i mostly watch demos at the parties where Please. I'm at. I'm I'm not constantly uh, trying to keep up with all the new releases there are. Sometimes I discover them um, afterwards yeah. and then I'm blown away. But uh, I'm, I like to experience the demos and um, demo scene productions in general at, at parties because I think it's a very um, specific environment to experience the stuff it's like if you watch a movie in a cinema versus you yep. watch it on a, on a mobile phone screen and i i prefer the cinema it's an aspect <laughs> of also like when you can kind of like massage the crowd and win a compo by having a demo at a certain point when people are kind of intoxicated yeah that's valid isn't it <laughs> so I think, I think, because I also think when I remember uh, winner demo winning Breakpoint mm, mm -hmm. and people being so oh, angry. highly controversial. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh no, they were, f again, the flawless execution. They knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. We're going to release this demo. Everybody's going to be a little bit pissed and they will vote for us. And that's absolutely legit. I think that is the, the, the way of getting like attention and... It's also people are like, oh yeah, but it's not the right way to win a compo. Like, that's not the people right way. People had a good time. Yeah, there's not a right way to win a yeah. compo. <laughs> yeah, let the audience decide, right? <laughs> I, I like that aspect as well. As, as one thing in the Shader Showdown, we had that at one in the earlier years when I think it was actually '95. Uh, no, it was one of the Portuguese or Spanish, French, I don't know. But he was doing an effect and he wasn't getting it. Like he wasn't getting there. So he ended up just making two stick figures that were dancing because he was running out of time. And people voted for that and he won the round. And people were like, well, that other effect. I was like, no, it's the crowd decides. <laughs> and he entertained. Yeah. And he made that decision on time and he made two dancing stick figures and he won. That's cool. <laughs> and I love that. I love that kind of like, then I play the crowd, then I see if I can pull that, pull that off. And for yeah, I think that's important for some people. And other people are more like, no, I'm looking at the technical aspects. And I find sometimes those are biting each other. Uh, but I think everybody's just there sitting in the crowd waiting to be entertained. It's like, is that... Um, Having a good time, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> Having a good time and showing your friends the stuff you made. Yeah, exactly. And why why not? I mean, what I always wonder is if you if you spend so much effort into into producing the assets and the the engine and all the code and the optimization and making it run on the combo machine and all this all this uh, process you go through, um, why not do some little things to uh, have it uh, translate to the audience a little better because uh, I see many missed opportunities in many productions all the time and I would wish for you, you said it's becoming more and more of a thing uh, to be a little more gimmicky to have more like narrative or artsy stuff or whatever. Yeah, I think gimmicky but, is maybe even a bit too yeah, harsh word, but having more word. of an idea yeah. narrative and some people have an idea and then run too long with it. I think it's difficult. I think that is the um, the, the, the Ninja Death demo, the Dragon and the Bluebird is a good example of yes. a more medieval, like they have an art style. It's technically quite profound and they just stuck with it, landed. And I find the, the Serenade of a Circuit Board from uh, Gaia Space Agency mm -hmm. This sad computer singing the song of like, thank you for using me, and if you turn me off, that's fine. And is and they're also kind of sad, also kind of like yeah, which I'm really enjoying. I'm really enjoying instead of like we can do effects really well, which is also and again everything has their merit. I always people then ask me like, ah, oh, I'm sorry you don't like it, and like you're not making your demo for me. Like you make it for the whole scene, and I like certain things and I don't like certain things, but don't care that much like make them for yourself show what you want to show on the <laughs> yeah. screen but i think that catering i think it would be a really good seminar for you to give is like a little bit of the it factor in your demo like if you are struggling with that and how do i stand out and this is jco explaining yeah, that's, the, that's, that's kind of a little bit of it how, how to hide your own incompetence by throwing in some stupid <laughs> joke about uh hydrants <laughs> I think the self-deprecation in that title alone also gives your yeah. mindset like it's a little bit like that book from the KLF famous yeah, 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 like yeah. shit posters awesome how to have a number one hit the easy yeah, way yeah. the manual uh, right proven yeah. by you <laughs> the hmm? manual the manual yeah the manual how to have a number one yeah. hit they guarantee you no fame but if you follow the book you have a number one hit lyrics you need and some but it. not many <laughs> not many need to be chanted along in the pub <laughs> Yeah, and and still everything. The book is great. You can read it for free online. But it actually is that like we guarantee you to have a hit because it's all the factors of a hit. But you won't have fame. And a few bands actually successfully executed the manual. Yeah. And I love that. I I have the book, and I love that whole perception of like, no, you don't have to have pride in it. <laughs> you can just make this, like, just and also for fun and also for money. Like, who cares? And <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, oh no, but it's art. Like, is it? <laughs> Does it have to be? I don't know. And those kind of discussions, you you feed them by making these kind of things and make people think. And I think that's why I said like Echo Chamber, one of the most profound demos I think I've ever seen. And as you said, I don't even know exactly what it's trying to say, but it clearly just says something. It, it says something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but I'm really glad if people perceive it that way. That's awesome. Then it, it, it moved something. Maybe it broadened some perspective. Maybe it, it, it helped to provide some um, new, give some people some new ideas. New ideas, insights. <laughs> is it something that you have in the back of your mind when you're making something? Or is it really that process of I'm just making this? Well, as I said, with Echo Chamber, that was a, a part of the intention yeah. to play with that and this whole demo scene mirror thing and this kind of self-reflection meta infinite regress thing going on so that there was a plan to that but 
And did you think people got it at the party? Was it? Did you get reactions that people were like, "I see what you did there"? Or was it just kind of people were like, "What the hell?" Well, is that? Some, some definitely did. So yeah, <laughs> um, pe- people reacted to it. <laughs> and that's the one thing you can hope for when you release that. People, people didn't reaction. forget it. People talked about it after the compo. That was great. <laughs> I think that is a running theme of this conversation. Yeah. It's like you want to make something that people kind of remember. It's kind of making that mark. Yeah. Uh, we're already talking for a long time. There's so many more things <laughs> I want to talk to you about, but um, I don't think we have the time for that. Um, is there anything else you feel? You want to add to this? Do you want to give people something at home of like, hey, if you want to make something, if you're afraid to make something, to show something on the screen, that's always the one thing we do like for new people that are sometimes a little bit anxious to release. Don't don't be don't be afraid and don't be afraid to show something. If if you are afraid, despite not uh, being supposed to be afraid, uh, slap slap some random in made up group name on top of it and release it incognito. And if people like it, you can still claim it. (laughs) That's that's true. That's very true. (laughs) That's some brutal pragmatism for you. (laughs) It happens a lot in the demo scene. Like we, I can blow so many more lids of groups, but let's not like, let's keep secret secrets as well because the mystery is part of the fun. But I felt that Venus Hula was like long enough ago and also clearly enough you well, it was 15 to, years ago. I'm I'm fine with it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that because looking back at your stuff and seeing that kind of that kind of like, oh, I'm done with this. And there's more seniors I know that are like, do a thing for a while and then I'm done with this new group, like new group name. Certain Finnish people have a hand of that. <laughs> We're having several group names. And, and also to have that as a kind of like, and maybe a little bit of a wall to hide behind. A little bit of like, it's farther away from me than when I'm. You don't, also for people, like not sure to release something you don't have to bear your soul in your first demo make what you want to make but it's uh yeah i'm looking uh, kind of looking forward and it's maybe mean to say it but to like a jco demo uh without like the fun but as you just said maybe there is a lot of emotion already in them well we'll we'll see what next i don't know yet (laughs) do you have any plan do you have anything you still want to do more plans that i can more plans than i can execute in a lifetime (laughs) i guess but uh yeah we we, we'll see but i am actually uh, at the point where i'm looking for doing trying something something new post space pigs all of a sudden there'll be a new group of people go like Who's Ma- this? maybe space pigs <laughs> maybe not i i really can't can't say it i like the space pigs brand as it's now established <laughs> of being vague enough and then it just has jco involved like you could also kind of put yourself in that group without actually compromising the rest of the group and what they want because it's also important to have a group that you don't know exactly who they are and they can do they can be more loose and because that's we talked about it before uh, i talked with hoffman and, and kiro about like being famous and then people expecting stuff from mm. you so oh my name is dashwit so it has to be this so that's the one thing that for lim ninja was always like no let's never make never have a baseline it's always released randomly so they can never pin you down Yeah, once we released a few things people will say well i like the other one better without explaining why or anything you know <laughs> And I get it, and you're always entitled to your opinion, but it's the most depressing thing to say to somebody. It's like, oh, I like the previous. And that's why people don't make. That's why Fireform 2 got that like end spot in the compo because it rang home to people that organized the compo of people asking them for sequels. <laughs> it's always that, like, when you will do the next. I already did it. <laughs> Leave me alone. Like, 
What is it going to add? And yeah. I don't understand people wanting more of the same, but that's personal. Like, if you really want a Fireform 4, go make it yourself. I think that Kudos is really happy when you do that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was fun. We talked about gimmicks a little bit, but it was fun also to hear your process and, uh, and stance on things. And I can't wait to see what's next in the JCO legacy <laughs> of story. <laughs> something really, really bad. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about this, uh, this stuff. Uh, and let's have some more real life parties now and, and, and show, show our absurd ideas to, to each other. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's show and talk more at parties. But yeah, it was fun to pick your brain and especially about this. Yeah, it's a, it's a subject that is so prevalent and it's so weird that there are different rules for breaking compost like breaking rules using gimmicks looked down upon funny it's not serious and then secretly it can be way more profound than you think so go take a look at all the space space demos and thank you so much jco for joining us and uh, for this interview thank you so that was uh, quite a soul-bearing interview. Yes, really, really in-depth, but still on a, on a lighter scale. I, I felt it was really good to hear him actually explain more about his whole mindset and, and how he feels about things. So, yeah, I, I really yeah, I was, enjoy that. Yeah, looking, looking forward to this interview a lot and especially picking his brain. And I feel like that we got somewhere. Like I, I'm a bit of a fanboy as it comes to somebody <laughs> that is so doing this stuff and that it hits home for me. I really yeah. appreciate that. And But asking where it comes from and like, what is your motivation? And I really mm. like that I want my productions to be noticed. I think mm. it's something so profound and I'm seeing that everybody wants people to see their stuff on the big screen. Yeah. And an easy way is to make something that stands out. So I think we all kind of do it in a way, and, uh, and every demo, every every creator thinks about that. But then, how do you use comedy in that? Is also really hard. Mm -hmm. and, uh, no, great, great stuff there. So I hope people that you are all um, now motivated to make something funny. No, you don't have to. Like if you don't want <laughs> to, you can. If you, but also like if we do, go make something. As you said before, like. Yeah. Try to like take the barrier away. Maybe yeah. maybe just make something for Boozerdrome. It might be back this year. No, well, yeah, that's... you can do that. Yeah, that's Gather. not a bad idea. I haven't tried it before, but I have listened to it quite a lot. So, 500 kilobytes is Gabber. It's like yeah. the easiest thing you can make on an Amiga. It's just loud. 500 yes. kilobytes. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot when it comes to the Amiga. So that's... Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's not... It shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> no, but, but yeah. I mean, I mean that that's um, actually one way of just getting my foot out the door in, in this sense. Because I... I, the, the only thing holding me back really is myself and, and that is uh, I just need to overcome that that sort of blockage and, and because I, I compare myself to um, uh, the stuff that I've done before and any kind of reception I've had from it because most of the stuff I've actually been quite appreciated looking back at things and then I'm afraid to just release something that will not so so I am a bit afraid of how people will recept, uh, receive it and, and feel about it but still um, I don't know it's just I need to be pleased with it as well and since I have this sort of I don't know, crazy mind block. It's it's not easy. So going the the comedy route actually might help out, or just doing the letting everything loose and 
remove everything, every limit. Let it um, simmer for a little bit, and who knows? Yeah. Maybe it helps. Maybe yeah. it helps. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But it was really, really good. Yeah, really, really good to hear uh, some of the details about his stuff, and and especially the Kevin stuff uh, in that sense, because um, there are some things that I've appreciated with those uh, demos and other things, but most of it is making me cringe a bit. Uh, I do have a bit of a problem with. I mean, this is not only goes with the demo scene, but I, I um, demos. I, I have a problem with like watching at a movie and seeing one person being sort of turned into the obvious joke in a sense mm-hmm. and i kind of put myself in in that person's perspective and feel like right. no this I'm not, I'm not sure this is so such a good thing so i have a, i have a bit of a problem with that for well most of the cases here uh, as well and and then but then again looking at these demos some of the stuff is just so out there so it kind of removes the possibility to actually identify myself with Kevin in this sense. So it, it's not that bad. But no, no also, most of the stuff yeah. is not for me. Yeah, and also the fact that, as JCO mentioned, like it, it is not all fun. There is a tragedy yeah. to it. Yeah. There is absolutely a tragedy to the Kevin character, mm-hmm. and that is absolutely an effigy of of fear and failure and. Might be deeper than you think. And how do you put that on a screen? And how do you make that work? No, it's, it's very interesting. And I think mm-hmm. that it's also something maybe overlooked when people see Space Pigs and they're like, ah, oh, it's going to be something silly that there's this mm-hmm. bunch of people trying to get it drunk. Mm-hmm. And then you hear Jason going, no, no, we think about a lot of stuff secretly. Yeah. When it comes out, there is meaning to it. Which is, which also makes me feel quite a bit good that I'm reacting like this to some of these things because it also shows that hey, I do have empathy. <laughs> I'm, exactly. I'm not completely dull and and like that. And giving so. a reaction yeah. is so that's what people yeah. say about art. Like when it gives a reaction, like it yeah. doesn't have to necessarily be a good reaction. I think demos and demos that dare to make people feel something is maybe something different than just like oh, this was technically a great achievement or really yeah. fun or really impressive. Like, who just made me uncomfortable is mm. actually really great. I think that in itself, even if it doesn't ring home with me personally at the time or whatever, yeah. that is fantastic by itself. If you make a whole crowd uncomfortable, <laughs> it's also a feat and I think merit for that definitely exists. And indeed, you don't have to like everything. And if no. everybody personally, and if it's not for you, it's not for you. And it's also fine. And it just, it can exist just as well. It can coexist between everything else because yeah. there's space for everything, especially in the demo scene where we're always trying to break the borders of creativity and our computers mm. and even the compost we put them in <laughs> and then break those rules and borders. So I think it's really important to keep that in mind. Yes. Yeah, fantastic chat. Indeed. So, yes, we'll be back. Then I guess let's wrap it up and we'll be back in a later point. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, thank you so much for listening. We have more great stuff being prepped. Um, and let's ring us out. Yeah, and also, by the way, PS had a playlist selection of non-nonsense uh, demos, in the which will be linked here in the description. Yeah, he's, he's compiling nonsense demos is far from complete. Give him suggestions, PS enough on YouTube. Yeah, and uh, you can see some some demos that are nonsense in a way that or are they actually lot very sensible, but just mm. in a weird way. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening to episode twenty-nine of Design Radio Show. Uh, hosted by Oki Ziphoid and a shout out to Axel, uh, produced and edited by Shana and the Goober. Uh, the show is made possible by Echtzeit and Sinsa. If you can and want to support them with a donation, check out the links in the description. Uh, thanks also to Sinodorg and Bitfellas. Uh, let us know your questions, suggestions and feedback at designradioshow at zine.org. Let me repeat that, 
zionradioshow at theme.org. Our social media accounts uh, in the show notes or poet. Uh, if you like the show, please share it with your friends. You can find us on ScenesTats, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts. We'll be back with more interesting stuff later. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. Snubbligt det där med if it's... Ah ja, hoppas det duger. Tjo tjo!